0: In this episode with James Van Elswick, we dive into how he picks winning offers. How much is he willing to actually lose to test out an offer and open up a new traffic source? Plus, we dive into how he is actually able to negotiate pre-payment when it comes to running affiliate offers. It's an amazing episode, plus you learn about how he's managing tens of millions of dollars on native on networks like Taboola and Outbrain with Symphony Agency. And we also dive into the amazing events that he's running with uh, Geek Out Education. Enjoy the show. Look, you gotta have a
1: sticking point and you cannot become emotional with it, which is what I'm doing right now. You gotta be a lot more rational and you gotta consistently pull all-time stats and not daily stats. Because losing $100 a day or $300 a day or $500 a day, whatever your tolerance is, it doesn't seem like that bad.
0: listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ed, Poor Ed Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with the one and only DC, Dylan Carpenter. You excited today, Dylan? Yeah, man. I am pumped. We had a little sneak peek earlier, but I'm kind of geeking out already. <laughs> oh, shoot. I feel like Dylan, this is like, uh, Dylan is so giddy about today's guest. It's just like, Dylan's like a little schoolgirl. I am, I just love the grin on Dylan's face about uh, today's guest. I feel like we've... Uh, Dylan's wanted him on for, for a while. So uh, just enjoy Dylan. We'll let you be uh, just a listener. It's just so excited. I love Found it, man. Me. <laughs> but, I mean, it's all, it's all super legit because today's guest uh, has really brought in, like, gosh, managed tens of millions in media outside of Google. And uh, really his expertise is in Legion gen and uh, native. He runs an agency, Symphony Agency, which really specializes in native, and also uh, more notably in our community is the co-founder of Geekout Education, which runs uh, some of the most, I would say, intense masterminds, workshops, hangouts. I don't even know what you call uh, what they do, but it's so unique in the space, and I think it's uh, honestly probably the most high level uh and elite um media buying education that exists on the market today well and so yeah i'm pretty pumped to have on today's guest so without further ado let's get james on the show james how you doing
1: hello and thank you for a dylan i appreciate your giddiness that's always a nice welcome when someone's giddy Uh, (laughs) and also the intro man i really appreciate the your perception of the geek out so that really uh That's great. Thank you for having me on to chat with you guys.
0: Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. We, you know, we haven't really had anybody on the show that, um, has as much experience in lead gen as you, as well as, uh, so much emphasis and focus on native, you know, we've had a ton of Facebook ad buyers and Google ad buyers on the show. So I feel like this will be, uh, definitely fun, uh, to, to dive in. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, Obviously, I've always been a big Facebook buyer as well. But just there was so much, there's still so much turmoil all the time, that I just didn't feel comfortable with Facebook as a vendor. You know, like as a partner in my business, when you're just going to randomly ban me and stuff like that. So we had already been big on natives, and then we just focused moving back into it because it's more stable. So I love it over there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's awesome man and you guys are managing a pretty pretty hefty chunk of change of media right now on the agency side i'd say maybe post q4 you might be hitting 25 30 million
1: we're over four we're, more this year. Sure. We're, we're over two mil a month right now and that's great. all of the clients that we run have you know cash or inventory or desire to do you know a yeah. couple mil a month so it's just a matter of us getting them there
0: yeah no, that's awesome man so for for everybody that's not familiar with you tell everybody a little bit about uh symphony agency and geek out education and kind of give them up to speed on what you're up to yeah
1: Yeah, i mean uh symphony agency i have a partner in media buyers in israel and then there's a second component which is a creative agency in the ukraine that handles like uh, all of the dev stuff videos images photo shoots etc and then the real data portion of things is in Israel and it's with a real focus on uh, native ads, whether it be Taboola, Outbrain, Yahoo, Gemini. Um, Geek Out EDU is more fun. I don't think I've ever really made money on it yet, but I've made <laughs> like an amazing network and building personal brand and just learning a ton. I think that was like the purpose. Like you kind of mentioned that Geekout was different and it's because like the, the seed of it, like the original impetus was just to create a community of people that wanted to geek out on this nerdy shit that our wives or girlfriends or boyfriends just didn't want to hear about. Like nobody wants to hear about clicks. My wife's like, I don't want to hear about clicks at dinner. <laughs> and I just want to create a place so that, you know, everybody could hang out and talk about what we love with full passion. And it's it's resonated, you know, people really enjoy coming. It's part learning, part hangout. So it's something that I really, really enjoy. We got one this weekend, I think will be one of our best. We're doing totally different formats. So there's like minimal PowerPoint presentation. And the majority of it is just the speakers opening up ad accounts and just letting people ask questions like, why do you do this? How do you do this? What's the purpose of this? And just getting, you know, full transparency and letting like smart people dig into the campaigns of smart people. That's sick.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it, dude. I I I think that gosh, before Geek Out, I mean, where really could somebody go f- for that like high level media buyer focus? I like I honestly maybe there's like a ton of stuff that's happening out, you know, on the outskirts of affiliate world, you know, of like different events you had to like go like once a year and you know, like not not, not really here in the US, that's for sure. And um and so, yeah, I just feel like you really carved out a great spot. And your events, like, aren't cheap, you know? No. Like, they're by design.
1: does Listen, by design, it's, it's not – our events aren't for noobs. And, like, being a noob is cool. Like, I'm a noob at, like, so many things in my life, and I love being a noob, and it, it's just part of the process. But we just figured if we make them expensive, A, the amount of value people get, they more than pay for it just because, like, one or two things like if you want someone to like open up the kimono and show you some gangster shit and you can apply that and copy and paste that when you get home if you're already have money and are already running at scale you get that back right so that was part of it the second thing was we just kind of use it as a filter to keep people that aren't already successful out and even Mm -hmm. people that can afford it we interview majority of the attendees before they come to make sure that they are at that level so that when everybody comes, everybody's good. And it's not the best, like I said, we don't make money on these things because of that. Like it's not the best business technique to turn away people that want to pay. but (laughs) We believe like in the long run, it'll help the community be what we want it to be. So we try to price them at a point that makes them a little bit exclusive.
0: Do you have people that, that uh let's just say they can more than afford the ticket but they're not really media buyers they're, they're really more business owners that like just want James to like show the way <laughs> right so like how do you how, how do you let those folks in cuz they're they're not going to provide a ton of value you know on the media buying front by opening up accounts
1: yeah you you're you're smart on this one so what we did this time was we because we want the brand owners because yeah. you got you want people to have the business Aspects as well, right? Because, like, being a media buyer or being someone that can afford one of our events, you're obviously also like a pretty good business person, or you work for a good business person. So, Mm -hmm. we basically said, look, brand owners and agency owners, we want you there so much so that if you're not the guy pushing the button to the dials, just bring your guy, like, for free, like, just bring your button pusher. (laughs) So that you can hang out and network with everybody and get ideas and do JVs and find out about different vendors, but bring your nerd so he can be in the guts and, like, take home the information that you're going to miss out on, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. All right. Let's get in this rich ad, man. I want to know what's working for you right now. I want to know... I want to know the copy. I want to know the angle. I want to know the offer. I want to know the creative. I want to know the affiliate link. I know. I don't know where to sign up. I want (laughs) to know what the payout is. (laughs) I want the contact. I want the email address. I want an intro. This is what I want. This is all what I want. Rich (laughs) Edge. All right. So, um, let's
1: see. We are running a lot of financial stuff. A lot of like the Agora financial type offers. which are amazing on one hand because they can afford really high payouts because their business is so well optimized on the back end. So we're able to get paid, you know, 170, $180 for someone to make a $50 purchase. Um, and there's a lot of learning that comes with this and us needing to change our system and kind of maybe I'll, Kind of segue that into the techniques we're using to make it work so we have that and then we're also running for e-commerce products some that have vsl some that don't have vsls um some like just way more traditional e-com products that are like crushing on facebook and they want to move over to native ads so they get more reach and they're more omni channel so th- we've been running both of those i would say right now mainly lead gen died out for us a lot because of corona And just the inconsistency of call centers, if they have staffing, a lot of the stuff with lead generation is dependent on people to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also geographically dependent. So lead gen kind of was a lot more difficult this last year than it had before. So we switched over to e-commerce also because you have the ability to activate international marketplaces. Um, what we've really been working on, especially with Something that has a expensive payout, like hundred fifty dollar payout or two hundred, even we're running an offer right now. It's three hundred dollar payout per sale. Is that you just can't afford to optimize campaigns all the way out to a full conversion? So we've kind of created a new system internally to test, and uh, I'll give like basically secret sauce here of how we do
0: it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. So you give me a new offer, and I'm gonna write six angles around that offer. Right. So it might be. Uh, XXX X, X is furious. It might be thousands of people are doing this. It might be experts sound the alarm about X. It might be founder does this. So I'll take like six broad angles and I will write four headlines per angle. And I'll write very, very small two paragraph landing pages per angle. And then I go through and if I have two ads out of four, so every angle gets four specific headlines. If I have two ads out of four ads hit, then I'll go to step two and start to optimize on that angle, right? So now I move to step two, and now I'm at the landing page part, right? So now I'm gonna to start to optimize landing pages for that angle, Then I take a look at the, the landing page click-through rate. And where it gets next level kind of intense is, we've started to really optimize by time on page as a cheap indicator. like Because if the indicator that you normally, or the KPI that you normally optimize off of is a $300 conversion, somebody staying on the page for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. is in theory worth X. So we basically build correlation between an ultimate conversion and all the steps that come before it. And then we start to optimize on early steps with the anticipation that those early steps will equal a later step. And this has helped us really decrease, um, the amount that we spend in the beginning, just throwing shit against the wall, like traditional
0: style. I feel like your whole, your whole stick, James, is like, I like pain. I like to make media buying really difficult. <laughs> and no so idea. I want to pick all the offers that are like, that are, you know, it's just like, like lead gen is like, I feel like it has its own level of like complicated like just, it's so much more complicated. So many more steps. I feel like these higher ticket offers that you're doing, obviously there's like so many more steps along the way. And like most people at me are like, what's the cheapest thing I can sell that has the lowest average order value? Yeah, the highest it, it, and it, like, it, let yeah. me go.
1: This is like kind of the the mistake that people make when picking offers, right? Like, especially if we're going to talk affiliate side now, right? Is like, there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's, if you could take, if we're working on the assumption that we're going to get to a profitability benchmark on a white hat offer of, let's say 20%, I like the fact that if something has a payout of 250, my 20% is 50 bucks, right? So like I have a, a fat cash margin, just not a fat percentage. The downside of this is when optimizing something, especially like you want to feed the Facebook algorithm or whatever, the cheaper conversions work out better. But for me, I really just look at the EPC. Like I don't really care what the payout is. I just want to know what is going to be my revenue per click. If it's a high payout offer... You know, a $300 payout, it's not converting very often. You're looking at like a 1% conversion rate. So it's like, you know, it's for me all about EPC. And when it comes to picking offers and an affiliate, like if I can give any type of advice here, I just don't run anything. I can't find an edge. Like if I don't have some type of inside tip, better payout, unran geography, um, I need something that gives me an edge over somebody else. Otherwise, I just don't run that offer. And I think that, like, I guess year four of my career, I realized, like, that year I didn't get any better at media buying, but I got better at, like, my hit rate. I was better able to identify offers that could be profitable than I was before. Like, I didn't get better. I just ran easier shit. And now I can look at it and see, okay, I have an edge, and this isn't that hard if I just do X, Y, Z. i Z. I'll take it to another country or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, I mean good business practices right like don't get in even to a business at all that you don't have an unfair advantage on exactly exactly
1: i like to snipe offers that i see running well in the united states and then i spy and see they're not running well in europe and i'm like okay no one's running this in france i'll take what someone else has done take all of their hard work all their landing page optimization all their ads headlines whatever translate them and just get the party started in a place that has a cheaper cpm i think especially now that the united states is getting well i mean the prices are always getting more expensive but i think that there's two things that are very valuable one is like super hack but it's a monster is uh targeting in the united states other languages but in the us so like targeting like spanish-speaking browsers running in the United States because there's just like less competition in the auction because no one's actually bidding on that and it resonates higher with people that speak that language. And mm. then secondly, as I mentioned, taking it to other geos like France, the, the cost for CPM in France is 30% what it is in the United States, but the payout is the same, if not more, because it's in euros. So after the conversion rate, I could probably get paid more, for something that cost me less to make, and the people are more susceptible to modern American-style marketing techniques, so I think that that kind of geo stretching or whatever you want to call it, activating outside geos, is is definitely stretching. TM. Yeah. tm,
0: tm, <laughs> James Van Alstig. Yeah,
1: Geo stretching felt nice. That actually had a good ring to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're rolling with it. <laughs> we're rolling with it, man.
1: Mine now. I'm gonna keep that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's on the show, so we we get some like credits. I'm sure I uh, something right now. You own it basically. It's on your lot. That's awesome, man. So so coming back full circle, sorry, I just took us down this tangent. Panji- this tangent. You're testing for time on page for some of these higher ticket offers. Now, are we all talking about you know this in the context of Symphony Agency, or like do you run all your affiliate stuff through the agency? No, it's, to-
1: it's separate. Like. No, my affiliate stuff I run is Purple Ad Labs. My uh, agency stuff I run is Symphony Agency, and we run probably fifty-fifty affiliate and agency. I, basically, like if an offer seems like super easy, I just push to take it as an affiliate, and if it's tough, I'll just run it as an agency. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer running as an agency in a lot of ways because it's like I feel like there's more learning that I take from my partners that I can bring back to myself. Just. It's it's a better learning opportunity to work with someone. If you want to learn about a company that's run well, like working with fucking Agora, for example, like mm-hmm. it's a $1.5 billion a year company. The learnings that I've been able to take away from them of what to do and what not to do have been like probably worth more than what I've made. You know, so right. I, I, I actually prefer the agency side for this, but the affiliate side is fun because it's, you know, it's nice to like eat what you kill type thing. Um, It's satisfying and if the offer is right, you know, then we, then we push it.
0: So I'm always curious how people structure their deals and their clients and their partnerships on the agency side. Do you guys run it kind of pretty vanilla, take a percentage of spend, or are you guys getting a little bit more aggressive in terms of upside retainers, things like that? Yeah. So,
1: um, we do a minimum, uh, spend like a minimum fee, regardless of what we spend, which basically goes to us cover our copywriting because like a lot goes into copywriting, um, Mm -hmm. and like CRO and dev. Like we do a lot more than just by media because we just don't know how to do it a different way. So like, I'm going to write the copy. I'm going to write the pre-sale pages. I'm going to make the pre-sale page. I'm going to optimize the pre-sale pages. So I just don't want to do all that. And then I have a partner that's not getting me like a link to a Google drive, but you charge somebody (laughs) a minimum fee, then they hustle for you. Um, So we do the minimum fee, we do a percentage of spend, and then we bake in a performance bonus, which is based on maybe it's ROAS, maybe it's CPA goal. But the way that the easiest way to describe it is, if somebody has a CPA goal, let's say of a hundred bucks, and the spend is fifty bucks, and my fees are fifteen percent, I basically combine the two and I look for fifty percent of the delta. So if I come in under your goal after my fees by thirty-five bucks, I get a bonus of seventeen dollars and fifty cents. So it, it basically was actually built to negate the agency model, which is make your money by spending a lot. Whereas this model is still making me want to just be as profitable as possible for somebody. It doesn't always work because some people are like, look, I want you to max out my CPA. I just want to acquire as many customers as possible. And that's cool too. You know what I'm saying? We do that. Um, but I do like the, the incentivization on the bonus side. Um, and then on the affiliate side, I don't know if you want to save this for the, for the rich, not the rich ad, the the financial
0: piece of the thing. Um, I want to know, but hold that thought. Yeah. yeah. Hold that thought because I want to know, you know, what do you guys typically target for your base retainer, your setups and your percentage of spend in terms of out of the gate? Yeah. 15% spend 5k to
1: 7,500 minimum fees. If you're like a startup, like you've never ran traffic, I'll do like 12k, 15k minimum fees just because like, (laughs) You suck. I really want that. Like, I just don't. Like, I'll do it. But what ends up happening is myself and my team are like super committed to winning. And we mm-hmm. actually do know what to do to set up an offer mm-hmm. from scratch. So, what ends up happening is to get to the point where I can even run traffic, I become like an outsourced CMO Yeah. A partner explaining them, okay, you want to use this software and use this and use that. So, I'm trying to kind of discourage. <laughs> You know, unless the partners are really on it, you know, like if someone's like super on it and hustles hard, I might waive the startup fee. You know what I'm saying? Sure, but sure. sure. I, I just can't stand building someone else's business for free.
0: And then, what's the what 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 do you shoot for in terms of like minimum level of spend? You know, like is it 100k a month spend or like minimum? It, or it's not
1: what it is now. It's what it is once I get it rocking.
0: Like if you can't right. do yeah, right. if you can't do a million a month,
1: it's just not. Like I, I only want 10 clients that each do a million a month, as opposed to like 30 clients that do, you know, 100 grand or 200 grand, just because like, I can only do so much, and I'd rather just go for the juicy stuff and, and a company that's built to scale, etc. And I'm not saying it like in a snobbish or picky way. It also really, again, depends on the partners and their level of hustle. Like if they're going to hustle as fast as me where I ask for something and they turn it around the same day, it goes a long way you know, yeah. whereas normal customers or normal clients that they drag it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think also that's a big lifestyle choice too, of when you're running an agency, sticking at 10 clients, going deep with those and really having win-win partnerships. Yeah.
1: I can't be a bitch. bitch. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like,
1: like, like when I got into the agency thing, I just felt like a fucking waiter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I live in Paris and like if a client who's paying me wants to have a call with me at a reasonable time, like 12 Pacific, that means I got to talk to him at 10pm, which is like, it's okay, they're paying me. But A, I need to get paid well. And B, it, it has to be like, um, yeah, like just a few people. I can't be everyone's bitch. I don't like being in the <laughs> service industry. That's why I like being an affiliate because you're like your own boss. Yeah, I don't yeah. like being a waiter. So I just try to keep it capped at the number of clients. So I'm not hustling around for douchebags, you know, this type of <laughs> stuff. All right.
0: All right. Moving on. I want to know yeah, that. You Nobody know, uh, wants to hire my
1: agency now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the
0: worst pitch for an agency ever. No, this is your stick, dude. You're like the anti <laughs> I don't give a shit about you pitch on everything you do from Geek Out to Symphony Agency. I love it. I love it. So. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals such as dropshipping, shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platformed from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level plus one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today so if this is you and you're operating these verticals whether you're an agency or an advertiser then check out ad card at funnel dash.com walk us through a poor ad man what's something that you're really excited about uh that uh that 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 totally bombed, and uh, you might be just slightly embarrassed to share. It's
1: like every day, all day. I got a campaign (laughs) right now. I can't get profitable worth of shit. I know I should kill it. (laughs) I know I should kill it, but I I can't get it profitable. Um, I have a campaign that I'm running on Taboola. We're probably like 35, 40K into it. Um, We had a lost pool given to us. By the advertiser, basically like, hey, here's 5K and losses. And I'll touch on this later, but as an affiliate, I don't run things anymore unless I get some of my testing paid for. Like I'm just not gonna run completely on my own buck. And um yeah. I got a loss pool, partners are great, offers great. And I was on the phone this morning at like 9 a.m. asking somebody I respect to like look at my campaigns. So I'm like, dude, I can't figure it out. Like I have no idea. So, uh, geek, out, geek, out.
0: <laughs> geek out event is this weekend. you're yeah. gonna come out live. It's okay. Yeah, you built for community. me. I'm great. I can't even figure out how to crack a killer <laughs> offer uh, no, but like you've built the community that's gonna help solve this problem for you over the next couple of days. like you yeah, I mean,
1: like, dude like I, I think that it's just uh I, look I, I I mean, I guess in some sense, I welcome it. I mean, if I wasn't failing so bad at this offer. I wouldn't have reached out for this intensive help. And when I did it, I learned like tons of stuff. Like I learned a whole new, like literally a whole new way to buy media Mm -hmm. that I didn't know about before. So I'm testing it today and this weekend, we'll see if it works. And it's going to be like, I'll literally have to like update all my SOPs and stuff, you know, (laughs) but it's, it's, I'm failing bad and not like, not only am I failing bad, but like, I've been an affiliate for a while and I know when to push and when to cut and run. So I'm not someone that just like a noob just fights forever. And I'm literally like, since I started chatting with you guys beforehand, I refreshed stats like four times. Like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? And they didn't look good.
0: You know what I mean? It's
1: It's not nice. You know what I mean? But I'm that invested in it where maybe I've gone too deep. Another amazing fucking fail is, um, amazing fail is when I really got started on Facebook with solar, um, which was a really big vertical for us, right? We did tons of money on solar. We were definitely one of the top producers of solar leads for over a year. And it took me six months to figure out how to make it work. And when I went backwards, like I had probably lost like 300 grand before I got it profitable. But like, (laughs) I was never looking at it like on an all-time basis. I was just doing it day-to-day and I was so deep trying to crack it. And what's amazing about this is, is, and obviously everything changes with Facebook all the time, but my theory back then was to launch like multiple campaigns and then figure out which one hit the best and then keep that one, right? So it was basically like doubling and tripling my losses (laughs) on losers, (laughs) <laughs> you know and I didn't look at it till the very end and I was like holy shit like this one mistake cost me like I don't know 150 200 grand <laughs> you know and I just wouldn't quit like this offer I wouldn't quit I'll never forget I was at a hotel in Russia with my wife and like she was like look I think you just need to get a job like this is driving you fucking crazy like just stop with this I was like I will defeat this you know <laughs> and, and that's like honestly that terrible point of view is how I feel right now about this failing campaign
0: <laughs> so funny! Dude, I really right, we'll, it. we'll we'll have you back on the show in a month, and we'll see if you're you're out hundred G's instead. Wow. Of 30
1: yeah. Yahoo Gemini, another great fucking example of failure. I lost sixty five thousand dollars when I first learned that traffic source. <laughs>
0: sixty
1: five thousand dollars to learn a traffic source. Wow. Oh gone, gone. That was a heartbreaker when I figured that out because I don't pay oh attention because I'm so deep in trying to figure it out that I never look at the final loss until it's like all done.
0: So I feel like this is a perfect segue into our next segment, which is really some financial principles yeah, of make? like what not to do in advertising. And I feel like the first one here is how to really, you know, think about limiting your losses. Our James, we actually, now that I think back, our first interaction, I think you were doing a live stream and you were talking about, I think Legion and Solar. And I was just popping in the, the comments talking to you about, like, how much are you willing to, like, lose on an offer that's so expensive? Like, solar is, like, you know, you think, like, a $300 payout is a lot. Like, jump into solar, you can, you can lose money very quickly, as you, you experience, right? So, what are some, you know, frameworks and, and perspectives that you can provide for somebody that is starting out new offers, opening up new traffic sources, and how they can limit their losses?
1: <laughs> Terrible. Terrible way to segue, since I'm basically not doing it. Um, look, you got to have a sticking point, and you cannot become emotional with it, which is what I'm doing right now. You got to be a lot more rational, and you got to consistently pull all-time stats and not daily stats, because losing a hundred dollars a day, or three hundred dollars a day, or five hundred dollars a day, whatever your tolerance is, it doesn't seem like that bad. But then when you when you look at it, and you're like, I've been at this for forty-five days, three hundred dollars a day, I'm down fucking fourteen grand that stings. So I think that's like a big, a big loss limiter. And also, I think it's a nice, basically, what I do now is, is I look at the offer and I say, Okay, I'm down 5k. And I'm shooting for a 20 to 30% ROI when I figure this out. So payouts 50 bucks, right? So let's say that I'm going to make $10 a sale, but I'm down 5k. I got to make 500 sales to catch up. Will this offer allow me to make 500 sales to catch up? Will this offer mm. me make a thousand sales to catch up? Because like when you look at it from a lifetime point of view to be profitable, you got to make all that money back. So I try to slow down and take a look at it a lifetime and see what is it going to take to get me back out of the hole?
0: Mm. That's that's killer. Lifetime sets. Lifetime set. I love it. All, day, all day, right. day. So let's talk about this next segment, uh, which, um, which I think is great. Like, we were talking before about, uh, you know, these tips and and we're like, hey, what are some principles for people that, you know, how they manage cash flow? And you basically are like, I don't have cash flow issues. I negotiate terms. I'm like, all right, let's talk about that, right? So like share with, you know, folks how you think about negotiating terms. And I want to just jump right to on the affiliate side. It sounds like you're negotiating a loss pool up front, but... I don't know, maybe you can shed light there and then kind of land and expand. Yeah,
1: I mean, I look, at a certain point, you got to have leverage to negotiate this type of stuff. And I've had enough successes on offers that now people understand that investing in a prepay with me or a loss pool, it's it's a good investment for them and that it's going to keep me married to it. And part of the reason that I, I am doing what I am with this offer, I don't want these guys that are actually my friends to be out that loss pool. Like I want their investment to have been worth it um but it gives you it definitely gives you a certain leverage point i think the step that i had before that was when you're an affiliate and especially like in lead generation um with bigger companies so not necessarily with a network all oh, could be a network but like big companies like you're selling to solar city solar leads they want to pay you like net 30 and everything else but at the end of the day like you need to value yourself and understand the value you have to them that you're like a monster revenue producer for them. So someone says like, oh, we pay net 30. I'm like, I can't afford. I never say like, I won't. I say I can't afford. I don't have the money. Like, Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, like you got to be like humble. You can't try to be like Mr. Baller. But I just say like, look, I'm not able to afford to float this capital for you. Like I just can't do it. And then a lot of times they'll capitulate. And then I'll kind of be like, well, how much volume do I need to be where you can start to you know, float me the cash or where do I need to be to get past their payment terms? And a lot of them, especially European buyers will completely stick. And I'll be like, okay, well, I I just can't afford it. You know, they'll be like, no, it's the way we do it. So what I'll do is I will smash them for one week and then turn the traffic off and just say, hey, I got to wait till I can get paid. And like nine times at nine and a half times out of 10, they will capitulate and make a payment. So I keep it going you know and it's just using that leverage to never be out of pocket and to really maintain your bankroll like it's 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 dangerous with an unknown advertiser unknown affiliate network to float that much cash because if you look at it let's say you have like a great month you make a bunch of money let's call it 100k okay 100k profit you just put in your pocket and then in order to make that 100k let's say you spent 300 grand well you want to do it again the next month so i got to float 300 grand to make 100 if that person doesn't pay me I've
0: lost three months of cash. So, is it really? This is, this is like our entire business model at Ad Capital, it's just floating people's stuff. We're just taking these risks liberally, like just voluntarily. And you're making me sound and feel like an, a complete idiot you know, for doing you it. You know what I did in the
1: past as well when I didn't feel good about advertisers. And I don't like, like, I understand the fact that you don't have money till it's in your pocket. Doesn't matter what's in your tracker, doesn't matter what's on your spreadsheet, doesn't matter what's in your brain. It's not yours till it's in your pocket. And I would figure out ways to kind of quasi buy insurance. So like, if I had an offer that I was crushing, but I didn't like the payment terms, or I felt bad about the advertiser, I'll just go to a network and tell them like, hey, I have an offer, I'm crushing it. You front me the cash and finance it for, you know, take 5% instead of 10 or 20, and just make an agreement with me that you will be the one that basically bankrolls me and buys the risk. And I'll pay you 5% for it. So it's kind of like a way to make your own insurance.
0: That's amazing. So, on your on your affiliate business and your agency business, what percentage would you say are prepaying of like of those deals, those contracts, those partnerships? What percent are prepaying you upfront for that media versus where you're for the agency
1: clients? About? I never put my card on the media ever. They put their own credit card. I won't run the deal. Like I'm not going to risk my own money for them to build a business. And listen, because that's the other thing: people don't fucking pay. In all reality, people don't pay. When I first got in the lead game. It was 2008, and I was doing a lot of television television ads, and I had a guy that was massive television lead producer, and he was floating all the major lenders and banks net 90 terms. Well, when all those banks shut and said, screw you, this dude was out millions and millions of dollars, and I was under the impression that banks, they're completely reliable, of course they're going to pay you. (laughs) When I realized, like, no, they probably won't, and when bad times happen, like pandemics or whatever, it's very easy to make excuses. So I just, I don't know. I just recognize, no, I'm never going to put my card on the account and float people unless they want to pay me for the loan because it's basically a loan. Like if I'm, if I'm putting my card on the account, I'm floating you 30 days that costs money because my money can make money. So I never do that. And on the affiliate side, I just either get paid upfront or I start getting paid dailies. And once I do volume, I just say, look, I need a prepay. Like I just to keep it rolling. I need a prepay because I can't afford it.
0: I love that. Prepay. This you're, you're first for talking on about that on the show, man. And I feel like nobody asked for it. It's just, uh, it, but it changed the game in terms of your cash flow. The guys over at StrikePoint Media, I mean, they they were on the show a couple weeks ago. They talk about how, you know, not so much in the affiliate space, but like when their clients started to prepay, it changed the game for them and their trajectory and their cash flow and their growth was when they changed those payment terms. And I feel like you can as an affiliate. You get way more aggressive when you're on a prepay too, in terms of like the volume you can push. So what's been killer? James, you're an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Uh tell everybody a little bit about uh you know how we can support you, where people can get in touch. And uh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's lame, but the easiest way, even though I'm not on there ever, is like Facebook Messenger. (laughs) I check it like once a
1: week and I hit everybody back and it's the most direct way. Um Symphony Agency the hardest the hardest agency in the world to hire but we're really really good we just probably don't want to work with you But if we do we kick ass so that's like an amazing pitch and then uh geek out events like really the the i believe the highest level learning workshops etc in the game we'll be doing another event in a month either in la or miami we're always like really poorly prepared until everybody last minute but it still sells out super fast so it works um, so yeah, hit me up on Facebook Messenger if you have questions. I answer all questions that people ask me about media buying, business, whatever. I don't give a shit. It just might take a second to respond, but I will absolutely respond. So guys, thank you so much for uh having love me. Love it, man. I love it. Could, like I could want.
0: I love it. All right, thank you so much, James. Have a good day, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcasts. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, Zach at funnel dot show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoored.com, to leave a review, go to richadporadcom slash review. Thanks again.